Welcome to the 82nd edition of the Pro Wrestling Zone. I am Tiger Height. And I am the new majestic champion of the world. Interim. The gallery of many peanuts. Yeah, so he's interim champion. He won by bullshit, whatever. I did not. I won by a full point. Nope. Nope. That's lies. I'm sorry our Punky 3K was disappointing you with their winning. It was. It really was. Anyway, let's go on to news before I get into a gigantic bitch fest, all right? Okay, bitch. So, as of this week, the two inductees into the Hall of Fame were Rob Van Dam, obviously well-deserved. Hashtag old news. Right, and William Shatner, which is... Whatever. Hashtag other old news. Because they already filmed the goddamn show. Yeah. Um, there were no inductors for them at all. They just were like put in. Right. Whatever. Who cares? Exactly. Right. Um. So Eric Young is going to be out between six to nine months with an ACL injury. Fun, fun. Um, that's obviously great. He just had his match with James Storm for James Storm's 1,000th match. No, that wasn't. That didn't just happen. That happened like weeks ago. Oh, I know. I'm, they I'm aware. They, yes. they aired it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about airing time, not actual time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. Uh, WWE and USA Network on March 30th have... They, they've essentially signed a multi-year deal. So the NXT is going to be continuing on the USA Network for multi-year extension. On Tuesdays, On though. Tuesdays, yes. And that's going to be starting on April 13th. Yep. Um, so this is kind of my indication that they lost the wars. This is the indication. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're the one who moves, right. you did not win the war. You lost. So... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to claim it that AEW just simply won. They, they right. won. They won pretty much every single week. Yep, and on, Impact is moving to Thursdays now. Because Impact Wrestling aren't a bunch of fucking idiots and tried to wage war against somebody that they clearly didn't want to wage war against. Who? WWE. They're not going to say on fucking Tuesdays. Why no, would you say on Tuesdays going... against NXT? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. They're, they're moving to Thursdays. WWE, and, WWE tried to compete. They got on, their ass banked yeah, like a and, fucking and, and bitch. And honestly, when you think about Impact, when you think about Impact, do you think about Thursdays? I mean, that's just the natural day for Impact. Right. Um, let's talk Thanks, about... TNA. Right. Let's talk about, since it's coming up here, I think it might be appropriate to talk about WWE and DraftKings partnership. Okay. So... Um, if many of you may not have known, and the reason that um, DraftKings is always promoted during WWE programming is because Vince McMahon is a minority partner in DraftKings. Yes. And for the first time ever, WWE will be on DraftKings as an official gaming partner. Now, with laws as a part of gambling, they cannot do it for any kind of monetary income right. because it's a predetermined, right. essentially, theater. Right. So it is going to be the first free-to-play pool product for DraftKings, and the inaugural pool will be WrestleMania 37 nice. for April 10th and April 11th. Nice. So what are your thoughts about this new integration? Do you think this will actually bring in more people? or what? I mean, I want your opinion on this, Peanut Gallery. Well, I'm going to start using it. Really? Sure. 
fuck, I guess whatever. <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess that's what they kind of want to do. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fine. Uh, let's talk about the... So we'll talk about both the New Japan stuff here oh, together. The, is that the list of banned words? Yes. So Yeah, banned words! So um, the partners for WrestleMania 37... Well, it was 36, 37. They added a couple of new words. But these are going to be the banned terms that were issued by the partners. Nice. This is full list, at, as, at least of what we know right now. And I'll put in which ones are banned now. At, at least that were put in right. um, this, like, week. Blood, choke, belt, strap, diva, which was one of the new words, mm -hmm. headshot, trauma, which is one of the new ones, Okay. kayfabe, mofos, house show, DQ, the anti-diva, which was one of the new ones, spinal injuries, victim, violent, slash violence, wrestling slash wrestlers in WWE, ironic, right? Mm -hmm. WWF, wife beater, curb stomp, needs a push, which is a new one, to be over, which is a new one, babyface, heel, to job slash jobber, card, strangle, kill, murder. Jesus. Um, it's the weirdest algamation of... Am I using that correctly? Algamation? Uh, yeah, agglomeration, agglomation right. of words like ever. It's like, Jesus. Super odd, but yes, that's kind of what's going on there. Um, Jesus and it, murdering, strapping, anti-diva. Thick. It just gave me trauma with my kayfabe mofos. I don't know. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. <laughs> so, um, New Japan News. Big ones. So, we're, we'll talk about the NJPW strong one first. Um, NJPW announced, I think like yesterday, that the winner of the New Japan Cup USA will be the inaugural... NJPW Strong Openweight Champion. Noise. Uh, the eight-man tournament begins next week on April 9th. Yep. And the opening matches will have Clark Connors taking on Leo Rush. Nice. Brody King will take on Chris Dickinson. Okay. Renan Narita will be taking on Tom Lawler. And Hikaluau will be taking on Fred Rosser. Ah, the nice. semifinals will be on April 16th, and the finals will take place on April 23rd. Um, the, the previous winner of this tournament was Kenta, who won the inaugural championship, and he won the shot to take on John Moxley for the United States champion. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts about NJPW Strong getting their exclusive championship? Sure. Um, I think it's great especially if they are going to really put this into a brand. Right. And we don't know when they're going to be able to bring back and forth titles right. and all of this stuff. They would have to plan ahead. So I think at least a title exclusive to them is not a bad idea. Nope. Let's talk about the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. The we, new lineage. We saw the first title defense tonight, and we saw the reactions from when they in, when they introduced it on Friday. I know it's felt like it's been a hell of a lot longer than that. Um, well, technically, this was not the first defense. It was the first defense of the World Heavyweight Champion. It was not. 
this happened when uh, this happened the previous time. But Kotobushi was allowed to carry both belts until the new belt was created. No, they were still separate. No, no, they were actually the same championship. No, they were not. Yeah, they were. No, they were not. Now, why don't you look here at Wikipedia? I did, and it was the first title defense. Maybe Peanut Gallery should look it up. Anyway, they introduced the new physical champion retiring um, two very popular championship belts. And the people who reacted to this. So, my opinions of the belt. It's going to grow on me. I think it's fine. It's not the worst thing in the world. I think people are overreacting, saying, oh my god, it looks like the fucking Divas champion. Ah, uh, you're right. So, yeah. after after the El Desperado match, they were officially united. Yes. They were not defended as a singular They were not. They were, they were still double champions. This was the first title defense fine. as the world heavyweight champion champion right right so peanut right. gallery once again is wrong i think you should give back the title now no i'm not going to <laughs> actually i don't think that's part of the deal um so anyway uh people were comparing the new design to cody rhodes's um neck tattoo and the divas champion. and the divas champion the wwe the wwe banned a word championship we can still say diva like don't worry wwe championship <laughs> we, we might we might add in like a little beep like a little like thingy every time we say some like a curse word or whatever right <laughs> so anyway um what were your thoughts when they first introduced the championship and people's reactions i didn't to have it? a thought one way or the other really no nope. and what about people's reaction to it i didn't have a thought one way or the other i think it's i think it was frustrating it's like okay your mom is frustrating iw new japan does this all the time they've done it for the heavyweight champion more than once i mean between even when lesnar had the champion and um uh uh shinsuke nakamura when they had their title unification guess what it was the start of a new champion hmm. yeah because it was called um because it, it was called the triple champion at first mm -hmm. so once again people need to calm down this happens a lot just because it's like, oh, really? Two really cool belts. Let's combine them. I, I, per I personally wouldn't have done it. I didn't like them having double gold in the first place, but that is what it is. Um, other than that, and then also the drone footage for the WrestleMania stage was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. They're basically constructing an enormous pirate ship. Yeah, pretty much. And people are bitching about that. It's like, fuck, for God fucking sake, do you, can you guys not be pleased? Right. I swear to God. I mean, people bitch about, like, the Call of Duty community and stuff for being the most nitpicky little internet shits in the world. Pro wrestling fans are the most nitpicky little shits. Oh, yeah. Like, on the internet. And I love you guys. Trust me. Don't get me wrong. I do. But for God fucking sake. I hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, anything else? Peanut gallery. Nope. All right. So, when we come back, we'll be doing a Bibble study. A Bibble study. And what is going to be our Bibble study? It is going to be on Japanese sports tournaments. All right. So we will be back for that. We are back. Peanut Gallery, take it away. All right. So Japan is not often associated with having a rich sports culture by other countries around the world. This particularly due to many other perceptions of the country that outweigh this culture, and, and possibly rightfully so, whether it's technological development 
unique history dating back thousands of years or even video games and anime. Its sports culture is often an afterthought. That being said, Japan is without a doubt has an affinity for athletics that rivals any other country. Walking around in Japan, you can spot the ubiquitous sports culture, whether that's the baseball bars that can be found wandering around, or the soccer team uh, that you get stuck with on the same train car in the afternoon. You can see students often carrying kendo or kaido equipment coming home from school, something quite unique to Japan. Outrageously large driving range nets are scattered all over Tokyo Prefecture, and it's very hard to walk around for 15 minutes around town without passing at least one baseball diamond or soccer field. In order to understand the basis of sports culture in Japan, one must first look into the religious and historical development of the country. Things such as the native religion of Shintoism or a subsequent Buddhist mixture, the practices of Japanese feudal kingdom, the Bakfu government, also play in a staggering role in athletics still in Japan. Finally, the undeniable influence of foreign countries like the United States, China, and Canada. It is true that Japanese in modern times aren't a religious bunch. Despite the numerous shrines and temples everywhere, this still doesn't stop the fact that religion has played a relatively strong role in the cultural development. As you may know, Japan has two main religions. The first is the native religion of Shintoism that is written records dating back to the 8th century. However, practices obviously precede them. Much of the religion is focused around kami, which are essentially spirits or spiritual essences that are said to reside within many things in our natural world. Animate and inanimate objects are both said to have kami, from trees, rocks, and rivers to animals and people. The majority of Shintoist practices center around communication with the kami in some form or another. The second religion is Buddhism brought from Korea via mainland China. Around the 6th century, it's really a mixture of the two that's come to defy J Japan. The majority of Japanese people do practice some form of Shinto or Buddhist beliefs, even if only on special occasions. Many Japanese children go through a Shintoist practice at a young age called a Shichi, Gosan, and it's said to bring prosperity to one's life. On the other hand, most Japanese funerals are carried out in a Buddhist ceremony with a monk. The importance of religion for individuals in Japan, however, does not seem to be particularly high. For many, it's more of a tradition that one can count, connect with rather than something that will shape their character or their actions with their daily lives. If you need an example as to how religion has directly impacted Japanese sports culture, you, even, you only need to look at the often proclaimed Japanese national sport, which is sumo. Its orig the origins of sumo are closely tied to Shintoism, as it is believed that the first acts of sumo wrestling were used as a means to worship ancient Shintoist gods to provide a good harvest. The speculation comes from the drawing of sumo-like figures in cave paintings. What is known with much more clarity is that sumo was a common event on display in the Heian period, 
which was often used as a means to not only entertain the nobles of the high-end court, but a way to pay respect to the kami. As the sport developed, it increasingly became more spectacle. But even today, sumo carries out many religious elements. There are only six grand tournaments each year. One in Osaka, one in Fukuoka, one in Nagoya, and the other three take place in Tokyo, which is actually the same arena where our illustrious event took place tonight. Indeed. Everything from the Mawashi sumos that they wear to pre-match rituals as it is bathed in Shintoist Shintoist symbols, there there are many different ways in which that sort of Shinto culture plays a part in Japan. You can see that with the robes that a lot of the Japanese wrestlers wear. Right. Everyone from Hiroshi Tanahashi to Great Okan. Mm -hmm. A lot of Shintoist symbolism in that gear. The first day of the tournaments that take place is Doryo Iri, the entering into the ring ceremony of the top five divisions of sumo are introduced. The first division of Yokozuna have special introduction where only they are allowed to perform. During the ceremony, various symbols of Shintoism are present. The Yokozuna will adorn a hemp-made robe of iconic zigzag pattern found across Shintoist tribe. And that's why um, Yokozuna in um, WWE, it was a very similar pattern yep. To what it was there. And I actually you, watched a sumo tournament when I was and, in Japan. I saw the you, opening. And you think about like the ribbons and stuff? Yeah. It's all part of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, flowers given to them, the salt, mm-hmm. it's all symbolic to that particular mm-hmm. um, individual. I'm pretty sure you're going to go over that. Yeah. So. so before each bout, shorter pre-match rituals are performed, which include a cleansing of the mouth with water. This is a similar practice one partakes in when cleansing the hands upon entering Shintoist temples and shrines. Salt is thrown around the ring to purify the doyo and to avoid injury. The symbolic stomping of the legs is done in order to scare away evil kami from the ring. Ooh, I didn't know that. Cool. A sumo who reaches the top rank of Yokozuna will go to the Meiji Shrine in Tokyo and perform ceremony before their status becomes recognized. Oh, and it's still huge there, by the way. It's massive. And, and sumos may be on the receiving end of any many poor jokes in America, but in Japan, the status of sumo athlete is one of high prestige. Oh, they're megastars. <laughs> the link to the religious roots of Japan makes it one of the more serious sporting events to partake in and to spectate. Buddhism also plays a modern role within Japan. The difference between Buddhism and Japanese Zen Buddhism uh, although mainland sects do exist in Japan, it is Zen Buddhism that has dominated since its arrival in the 12th century. Explaining what Zen Buddhism could be could be a whole entire uh, talk unto itself. But it is as a whole, it is, it is as a whole uh, uh, basically, uh, where Zen was first developed in India, made its way through China and finally Japan. What makes Zen unique is a heavy focus on meditation. Zen literally means in Japanese is to meditate. It is believed that it is important for people to consistently develop their consciousness to reach enlightenment. Enlightenment has no set definition, nor does it necessarily mean the same to different individuals. It's emphasis on the experience of living from moment to moment. 
Some pretty obvious elements of Zen Buddhism appear in athletics, such as martial arts. Many teaching the ideologies translate between the two. A great example for this can be one of the most popular uh, Japanese martial arts around the world, which is karate. The dojo, which is associated with martial arts, was first used by Buddhist monks as the area in which meditation would be practiced. The dojo became popularized as a place of training in a slew of martial arts. The use of force strictly for self-defense purposes in karate is dogma that Buddhist monks follow as well. Many forms of meditation and breathing exercises done in martial arts are derived from meditation practices created from Buddhism. And the Japanese word wabi-sabi is an aesthetic style that originated from Buddhism. Some of the main concepts of wabi-sabi are imperfection and simplicity. You can see that in the notion in, in Zen when white minimalist uniforms are worn by students. So you see that commonality with the dojo with the, with the young lions exactly. wearing black trunks, black knee pads, black yep. kick pads. Right. And so you think about going into that <clears throat> culture there, and it's like this is your simplistic. You're there to, and to when you, when not you, only learn the offensive, but also the defensive, which you can actually see a lot of that style with the young lions. Oh, yeah. Well, the young lions are very symbolic to that because, you know, black trunks, black kick pads, black everything – that simplistic right. before you get to part B, which is your character work, you have to master and perfect right. plan A, which is why you see such incredible athletes come out of this system mm -hmm. because they take it very seriously. Right. So from here on out, I'm going to go a little bit quicker. God damn, you're sweating like a motherfucker. I am. So anyways, <laughs> we we go into the tradition again then of, of the... Of the uh, <laughs> of the samurai who introduced the style of kendo. That's where kendo stick actually comes from. Is that's what the Japanese samurai would use as practice? As practice. So you have that. You have that sort of thing in there. I think the point that I'm trying to make, because I can do like an eight part series well, on well, this. I mean, it would be is, a good thing to do. I know. Is that going back to the Japanese tournament in of itself, it actually comes directly from sumo. sumo. And if you look at sumo tournaments, the first day was always a sort of round robin like, sort of thing. Right, literally thousands of years of history right. come from this. Right, so you have this round robin sort of thing with... Oh, the they do round day. robin in there too, I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. Cool. And then the second day is going to be more that... Single elimination kind of tournament. Right. So there are two different various days in you know within that culture. But the point that I'm trying to make is that Japanese tournaments are a thing because that is the Japanese way of doing things. Right. So um, peanut gallery. We're gonna come back with some wrestling lesson. We're gonna talk about. Um, our favorite little uh, tournament here, the New Japan Cup. All so right. We'll be back with that.
All right, and we are back. I'm talking about wrestling lesson. All and right, take we, it away. We are talking about the New Japan Cup. So the New Japan Cup started in 2005, and the first tournament was literally for nothing. Um, it was won by Hiroshi Tanahashi, and there was nothing that had to lead with anything. Oh, I, I you make yourself fucking at home. Um, the 2006 edition, the winner of the tournament just like the G1, was going to receive a IWGP heavyweight, now world heavyweight championship match at generally Dominion or um, Wrestling Dontaku. Um, because the, or even Sakura Genesis, which is what happened tonight. Um, unlike the G1 Climax, the IWGP heavyweight champion cannot participate in the tournament. In the case of the champion winning the G1 Climax, he would pick his next challenger for the title at Wrestle Kingdom. That was not a thing here. In 2014 to 2018, the winner could choose to challenge for the IWGP Intercontinental Champion instead, while 2015 and 2018, the Never Openweight Champion was also an option. Only 2014's winner, Shinsuke Nakamura, ever chose not to compete for the heavyweight champion, instead challenging the intercontinental champion. In 2020, due to Tetsuya Naito being both heavyweight and intercontinental champion, the winner received a match for both titles. And in the previous part, Pina Gallery thought that when the titles were given to Ibushi, they were one championship. No. The one thing that I love about Japan is that as soon as they make it that new champion, that's when the titles are officially unified. So he could defend those two champions separately any time that they wanted. They just didn't. Um, I, you know, that's here nor there. In 2021, after the heavyweight and intercontinental championships were unified, the world heavyweight champion, the latter became the title to the winner for the new Japan Cup, would automatically challenge for like previously with the heavyweight title, the world heavyweight champion cannot compete in this tournament, which is what sets it apart from the G1, which I've already done a wrestling lesson on. After 15 tournaments, not including this last edition of the tournament, six winners of that tournament won the title they challenged for. Six. After, you know... Between 2006 to right now, only six have won. The number of participants of the New Japan Cup had varied over the years. As low as 12 in 2017, or as high as 32 in 2019-2020. The 2021 tournament had 30 participants. This is concerned as a heavyweight tournament, although the 2020 edition was an open weight tournament instead featuring junior heavyweights. The same year, NJPW premiered the New Japan Cup USA, a version of the tournament that took place in the United States to determine the number one contender for the United States Heavyweight Champion. Hiroshi Tanahashi is both the inaugural winner of the New Japan Cup and the first win wrestler who won it twice. Hiroki Goto, Yuji Nagata and Kazuchi Okada have since became two-time winners of this tournament. 
Hiroki Goto is the only wrestler to have won this tournament three times and the only person as of right now who has won it two years in a row. Giant Bernard was the first Gaijin wrestler or the first non-Japanese wrestler to win the tournament where Zack Sabre Jr. became the second and obviously um, with the conclusion of this one well, Osprey was it. Are oh, you just gonna go through my mail now? Whatever. Um, in 2020, the edition of the tournament, the first junior heavyweight could participate, obviously. Um, and this was, you know, and now this would be a constant throughout. So the 2021 had junior heavyweights and had regular heavyweights in it, and it will always be that. The 2021 tournament had a first, and it was actually this was, I think, like the first time in a decade and a half that this happened. I know what it is, um, where there was a match. Yeah, if I would discontinue the magazine. No, I didn't. Oh. Um, right. So, anyways, yeah, I had to sit. No, it's fine. Um, the semifinals on March 20th, which is of this year, a match between Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kota Bushi. Um, t took on Jay White, Kenta, and Yujiro Takahashi was stopped because of a 7.2 magnitude earthquake um, that occurred um, in that area. While Bullet Club went backstage, Okada, Tanahashi, and Ibushi stayed in the ring to calm the crowd and pose for pictures while New Japan employees were... Um, doing safety checks throughout the arena while, um, after about a half an hour. After the safety checks were made, the match was able to continue with ring announcers, uh, with ring announcer Makato Abe informing the attendees shortly beforehand that the rest of the event could be canceled if there were any additional aftershocks. Luckily, there was not. Uh, this was the first time that a earthquake hit while a New Japan show happened. Shocking. Um, unfortunately, this tournament does have a history of injuries throughout the entire tournament. The first one, uh, one of the participants that went into the next one suffered a possible stroke. Um, he felt incredible dizziness and could not continue on to the next round. Um, there was no confirmation that it was a stroke, but there were indications that, you know, certain criteria matched it. Um, there have been injuries to um, semi-participants and injuries to actual winners where they had to wait until later to um, take in their um, acceptance to do this. There was never an instance ever that a um, New Japan Cup winner did not cash in the opportunity for this championship. This one seems a little bit shorter, because it is. Um, I think that the New Japan Cup still, even though it's only a 20-year you know, tournament, almost, I still think that there is a lot of growing pains of what it can do, and I think it's kind of a sleeper tournament. And with all the talks of the history of tournaments, the cultural significance of tournaments, and then obviously us talking about Sakura Genesis, which involved the winner of this past 
Sakura, um, of this past New Japan Cup, we're going to see the evolution. This is going to be the evolution tournament where we're going to see this maybe going to other countries where New Japan wants to go. Right. The G1 Climax will always be Wrestle Kingdom Heavyweight Champion Tournament. Right. It will never change. There will never be a G1 Climax USA because I think it would be diminishing to the um, dignity of this tournament. Right. But I think New Japan Cup is a perfect tournament for this right. because not only is it not Red Robin because it's single elimination all the way through right. except for a couple of years, um, but it really gives you a great thing of where New Japan is going to go for the future. Right. I think New Japan Cup is that tournament where you see the evolution of somebody even more so than um, the G1 Climax. Right. So, um, with that being said, we're going to be going into the Sakura Genesis event that we just watched about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts about the not only the wrestling lesson that I just presented, but also the Bibble study, drop it in the comments wherever you are or um, hit us up on social media for those. And if, you know, we might have a discussion about it. And uh, we'll come back and we're going to talk about Sakura Genesis. Yeah.
and we are back peanut gallery sakura genesis holy crap this was a struggle to get from the get-go <laughs> so we have espn illegal for these streams so um you know. It was it was like hiccuping and crashing every which way. Hick. But guess what? We did it. We got through it. Um, Holy and, hell. And obviously now since here in Vegas, it's in April, so it was like 90 degrees today. It did not help. No. Well, um, it actually was nice weather. It was like 94 degrees today. Oh, yeah. It didn't feel like that. It was really nice. Anyway, so let's talk about Hiromu Takahashi's promo. Yes, Hiromu Takahashi kind of ran out bad out of hell and just talked. I don't even know what his promo was about. Uh, he was just being the MC, I guess. I guess. I mean, he kind of went on commentary. I guess Jushin Thunder Liger was doing other things. I don't know what he would be doing. So, anyways, he was on <laughs> Japanese commentary. Yes, and he, he welcomed the crowd to the show. The crowd was big. I was like, what the fuck was that? That was the ice maker. I was pleasantly surprised just by... Just the entire fucking condo. So anyway, I was pleasantly surprised. We had a 7.2 ice maker earthquake. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to stop talking. No, no, no. Continue, continue. continue. I, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> um, Hiromu Takahashi. Oh, no, I was pleasantly surprised by how big the crowd was. Oh, yes, the crowd. So obviously... It looked like it was full. Um, it did. It was it not. It was not full. But it was like 80% full. Like they, really, they really wanted to cheer. And there were a couple of times where they might have. But I will say. Also, there were fans like right up at ringside. I know. That was weird as shit. <laughs> like they were so usually. There, there was a select group of fans that were like right, right up there at that's, ringside. Now that's, that once again is a good sign. Because now they're getting that close. Because. So there were fans outside of the standard barricades. Right. Um, which is super odd. I've never seen that. Right. But they were there, and it was kind of neat. Anyway, let's talk about oh, our first... Seen it since the pandemic began. This is true. Um, Suzuki-gun, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Doki versus Tamatanga, Tungaloa, and Jado. So, Jado looked freaking awesome for 52, but man, this guy cannot bump for shit. Oh, no. He was stiff as a board. Jado. Yeah. Just... Like, you can work out because clearly it's working right. for you. You look fucking awesome. But you can't even take a DDT. Right. I mean, fuck, dude. you got to have your back working or else it's you're not going to do this. I'm sorry. Straight up. Um, the match itself was kind of dog shit. Um, I was, it, was, it was a two-star match. It was, it was nothing to write home um, about. Once again, they're doing this Iron Claw. It, it was an okay opener, but it's like, eh. I think it's really more of the story with right. the Iron Claw where the yeah. um, New Japan Pro Wrestling president actually took it away. Right. And it was really funny. I think it was Kevin Kelly that literally degraded these grown men to children fighting over a toy and the parent taking it away. Now, luckily, Peanut Gallery and I played with different kinds of toys. He liked his maps, and I liked toys. But um, we've never really, we never really had that issue. But it's like, for God's sake, you really just degraded literally all four of these people right. in a sentence. <laughs> um, but just for like whatever, it was Zack Saber Jr. pinning Tungaloa with a European roll-up to win. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they're setting up for, yet again, another heavyweight tag team title match. Whatever. 
Um, I'm, I don't know about you, and but I'm getting kind of cares. sick. And, I, I'm, I'm literally getting sick and tired of this. You guys have other tag teams. Let's give other people opportunities. Whoa. <gasps> Heaven forbid. Anyways, move on to the next match. No, I'm butthurt. This one was pretty bad, too. This one was dog shit. Now, this match was like my worst match of the night. By by a mile and a half. And it's unfortunate because Kazushi Okada and Evil were both in it. Right. And, you know, there were a lot of great people in it. Um, Evil, Dick Togo, Taiji Ishimori, Yujiro Takahashi, and Kenta. And once again, there are so many people in here who are so good. Versus Kazuchi Okada, Hiroki Goto, Toro Yano, and Yoshihashi. A lot of these guys are great. Don't get me wrong. But once again, these stupid tag team matches bother the shit out of me. Two stars, it was bad. It was just bad. Um, it was a low blow and a roll up by Toro Yano, I think, on Dick Togo to win. Which is fine. Right. And Toro Yano was obviously a fun source of entertainment, right. but there was so much going on. There was. Um, you know, there were spots in the ring, but then there was attacks on the outside where it was hard for me, at least particularly, right. to focus. Um, it was annoying. Anyway, uh, United Empire, Great Ocon, Jeff Cobb, and Aaron Hanare, or Toa Hanare, which is cool as shit, right. um, versus Los Igobanables de Japón, which is Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, and Sonata. This was a freaking awesome match. This was match. a great match. Um, and uh, and um, I'm going to say this, Aaron Hanare looked like a, uh, he looked like a star. Yeah, he did. Wow. Um, like, redefine, like, Wow. I don't even think Peanut Gallery knew who this guy was. Well, now I know. Um, he was a Chaos member. He was a New Japan. Um, he was a, a young lion too. Right. And you know, but I think wow, redefining a character. Right. Like. I mean, and, you know, he, he was um he's a um a New Zealander, so he was doing that traditional New Zealand thing. But it's like that's old hack. Let's see something new. And then you right. see this um Masahiro Chono guy come out, and it's like, oh my god. This feels like a star. Right. And so I'm really excited about this. And it really fits well with the United Empire. It does. You have the Hawaiian. Now you have the New Zealander. You have the Japanese. Now you have the English guy. You know, you're getting a good group together. Right. Um, they're really taking their time. Um, but the match itself was amazingly good. Yeah. Um, and I love how Great O'Conn... Great O'Conn is almost like the the second leader of that group. He really like, is. He is really coming into his own. And I... Really like um, great, great say. promos. Oh my god, the promos that Great Ocon pulls off are, are just fantastic. And it was, um, and it was a, a second Emperor by Hinare to pin Sonata. Yeah. So once again, you bring this guy back, repackage him, and don't beat him yet. Right, <laughs> L.A. Knight. <clears throat> wow, Jesus Christ. That was a that was a frog in my fucking throat. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a WWE in my throat. Yeah, I know. Wasn't <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that uh, wasn't well, that Paul? Well, wasn't that Paul in your throat? Now it was it was kind of, no no no. I'm, ta I'm talking about LA Knight. Yeah, I know. Wasn't that Paul in your throat? Oh, there? Paul Levesque. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were, I don't know why, but I I like immediately thought of Logan Paul for some reason no. because you know he was on he was on the show. I think about Paul Levesque, you ass. Anyway, so um obviously great um he. Seems much more of a credible threat, and it was a great match. So United right. Empire won. They needed this win. Oh, they yeah. needed it bad. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Satoshi Kojima versus Jay White and Bad Luck Fale. Uh, the match itself was actually kind of boring. 
It was. I did not like this. It was kind of that sleeper in the middle. This was like my little palate cleanser from a great match to another great match. Yep. Um, and it was a high fly flow for Bad Luck Folly to eat the pin. And it was fine. Yeah, I was not, that happened. I was not offended. The match happened. Um, I kind of wish we had... This is not like Sakura Genesis or anything like that. Let's at least have a fucking title match. Right. Which is next. Um, El Desperado and Yoshinabu Kanemaru versus Rapungi 3K. Um, and this is where I won my championship back. It was a shot in the dark. So when I originally chose my prediction, it's so bad. I totally forgot that El Desperado was junior heavyweight champion. Wow. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit. They're going to take it off. They're going to put on the Rapungi 3K. And I'm so... I'm, I'm sorry. I love Rapungi 3K. They're a great team, but I'm so tired of them holding these belts. Oh, I know. I'm like, That's all they got for now. But guess what? It was a really good match. I I'm, loved... I'm, I just can't wait for um, like the Motor City Machine Guns to come back and possibly take those titles right. or something like thick. You know, we're going to be... Obviously, with the Forbidden Door open, we're seeing a lot of these guys right. going back and or, forth. Or, um, oh God, who was that one really popular tag team in AEW? Top Flight? No. Private the, Party? Yes, Private Party. That Private Party, I would be cool seeing that. Yeah. Depending on the weight class, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think the, Private Party are both cruiserweights. Anyways. Uh, Lucha Brothers? Lucha Brothers, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. There's so many possibilities. Anyways, um, it, was, it, was, it was a good match. It was a really good match. It was a good match for a show to come back yeah. on. Um, obviously, they played up with the leg injury really well. He's a great seller, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a really fun match, and obviously... Um, it was a spike double arm DDT on Yoshinabo to win. So mm-hmm. luckily, El Desperado did not eat the pin. Right. They're setting up a show El Desperado match for the junior heavyweight yep. champion. Once again, they're rebuilding the um, junior heavyweight division to great stuff because you know, already know Yo is a contender whenever right. he wants to go for it. And now we need to build up Show again, who is a great wrestler in his own right. But he's just coming back from injury. So. Right. Right. So, um, Rapungi 3K won. Um, I, I, I don't know. I was just butthurt about this. I anyway, um, we, have, we have the match. Uh, Kota Bushi, Will Ospreay for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. What a match. Now, this, I, I, I want... This was... I, oh. I want, so, I want to illustrate the pressure that these two had. The belt had criticism from night number one. And the one thing that really designates a champion to be good, and we saw this with the 24-7 champion, of how they present it. The 24-7 champion was comedy, so they put in great comedy guys like Drake Maverick and R-Truth and became the best thing on Raw. You had to knock this out of the park to to legitimize this title. Right. With this change, you had to. There was... No, if it was a good, it was bad. If it was okay, it sucked. If right. it was bad, it's fucked. Right. But they did such a great match. It literally gave me this impression that this title meant so much more. What I like most about this match is that it's with the winner being Will Ospreay. It was amazing. It's he is now the first British Heavyweight champion. Yep. Um, for NJPW. And he is also a leader of the United Empire. Right. The United Empire just became a legitimate force to be reckoned with. Exactly. That 
That is what they needed. They needed that. And if exactly. you look after the match, United Empire just looked. They looked awesome. They looked strong. They mean, that's the end of the day. And then you had um, Kazuchiko, um, Will Ospreay, now with winning this title, he's like, I'm moving on to redeem myself from past losses. Okada come out, he comes out here, Shingo interrupts and says, I want my title match first. So we already have two contenders ready. Right. We have Osprey Shingo. You know these guys are going to have five stars oh God, all yes. the way. Um, didn't they win like match of the year last year or two? I don't remember. Um, it was they. They have had incredible matches. And then you know that anything with Okada written on it is going to be gold. even. Even if Will Osprey loses this title, Shingo and Okada is totally good. Naito is still always there. Kota Bushi will always be a contender at right. this point. Now Kota Bushi is going to go probably going. Probably going to go into a rivalry with um, Jeff, Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Which is great because Which now... Which is fine. Get him out of the title picture for a little bit and have him come back. Right. Give him give the rub to a guy that they obviously really want to do. Um, but Great O'Conn is really this sleeper guy that I he just is. cannot... He's kind of that, like... He kind of reminds me... He's like the Batista of the group. He really like, is. Like, he's kind of the sleeper. But you know that one day he might betray it and, like, go full babyface? Right. If, if, you, and, if, like, you, if you really want to do an evolution kind of a thing here... That's what I feel like. I feel I have an evolution vibe with them. I, I do as well. I really hope they don't add too many people to this right. group. I like the four that they have. They're right. amazing. That's and what I want. It's, it's like with the LIJ. You have these people in here, and their dynamic personalities really kind of wrap the whole thing together. If they really want to put in somebody new, number one, I wouldn't put in like 20 people. No. I would really be very meticulous on you who you add right. to this group if you do it right. Obviously, with the ones that they've done, they've done it right. Right. Um, you had an American to it. You had a young lion to it. You that'd be like, awesome. You had like, uh, I don't know. Let's 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 really like bring in some fresh blood like into a this. Like Leo Rush even. Something like that. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. Um, right. Anyways. Uh, but, so, anyways, yes, Osprey, Osprey is the new heavyweight champion. And how did he win? Um, it was a storm breaker. It was so great. It was it a was. knee to the face, then a um, assassin's blade to the back of the yep. skull. It's like, oh, so Kotobushi is dead. Yeah. Like, we're pretty much saying, okay, so Osprey died, and Kotobushi died, so everyone's dead at this point. Right. Um, it, this match was incredible. It was. It was so goddamn good. And this is what this title needed, once again. Hit it out of the park. If you do this, this title gains that legitimacy that it needs. Right. Um, but yes, Osprey won. I'm not sure when these next title matches are, but obviously we will cover it. Mm -hmm. um, um, if you... I know that probably the uh, Okada match will take place at... Uh, at uh, uh... Wrestling... Do or um, uh, uh, Dominion. Dominion. And so then uh, the Shingo one will happen at Dontaku for the most part. So, um, Anyways, let's match do... of the night star rating... I was about to say that. So I'm going to give the whole night a three. And now, obviously, I'm going to give the match of the night to Ibushi Osprey. I'm going to give the match of the night to Ibushi and Osprey as well, but I'll give it a three stars as well. You thought I was going to say something different. Nope. I didn't. Um, so, Anyways, it was pretty average for a New Japan show, which I kind of expected. Sakura Genesis. I was kind of disappointed about that. Anyway, uh, well, so Peanut Gallery. In my opinion, Sakura Genesis isn't really one of the big ones. I think it's kind of one of like the... Eh. Right. So it's kind of weird, but I think I've officially made... I mean... 
I'm, I'm not going to say this officially. I will say it on our social media later, so if you want to. I think after WrestleMania, we are officially rebranding the Pro Wrestling Zone PWZ to MoMA. Yes. Make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. Yes. Um, we're going to do a format change. We're going to do a big change. We're going to do fresh new all the way across the nice. board. Nice. So really, really excited about that. Uh, still working on getting the website up and running. I'm still um, arguing with Ukrainians about the website, but we're going to hopefully get that solved and, here and, next um, week. And at some point in time, we will be doing our show via video as well. Yes. Um, we're, we're, we're getting really close on getting that geared out. So I'm really pumped for that. So definitely follow us wherever you're listening to it. Our YouTube channel has grown exponentially. It's like Which 200%. is why we're probably moving to video as well. Yep. Because we were getting a lot of we're getting a lot, we're, of, we're getting a lot of your guys' attention, and we really do right. appreciate it. And we really want to give you like that additional content. Yeah. So um, definitely check us out and um, follow us. Become a patron. What's happening next week? It's all going to be about WrestleMania, and it's going to be about there's no Bible study. No Bible there's study. There's no yep. wrestling lesson. It's we, all there's so much pay per view happening next week. It's all going to be yep. Um, uh, stand deliver and WrestleMania. It's it's all gonna happen. Four shows. There's no way we can do right. a Bible study and a wrestling lesson. And then with of that. course we do news, but that's about it. And even and even then, how much news are we really going to do unless some like big things happen? Right. So anyways, we might be really picky about it. Like, so anyway, subscribe. Become share. a patron. We're going also we're um big thing with our patron. We are rebranding. We're our... rebranding it to one tier. Yes. We're not gonna do multis. We're gonna do one tier with a. Huge goal, and I'm going to say at least our goal that I want. When we reach our goal, which I think is like 30K a month, which will give us plenty of money. Right. We're going to do our first official, when it happens, when we can do it, live make pro wrestling great again. Yep. Like us, like, like with people in the place doing the show together. Yeah. That's huge. Right. And so that's going to be kind of where that is, and we'll see where it goes. Peanut Gallery and I are working out some stuff. Um, I've already actually contacted bars in the city, and it might be something that they're really wanting to get into. Nice. We're in Las Vegas. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do this? Let's go to like a casino and like fucking gamble with a bunch of our fucking fans. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> That'd be sweet. So um, become a patron. Be a part of that experience. And as always, be majestic.